Hey everybody, this is Keith from the One Recovery Radio Network. This is the Big Things by Nine podcast. Today is June 15th, 2021. It is a Tuesday. Hope everyone is doing well. We are well here. And uh, I will have uh, Andrew uh, joining us for the program uh, right when we get back. Hey guys, Keith here from the One Recovery Radio Network, host of the Big Things by Nine podcast. Here today to talk to you about Lavender Lions Bath and Body. This isn't your ordinary bar soap that leaves you dried out for days and uh, using just countless amount of, uh, of lotions. This isn't anything like that. Your mom, your grandma, your sister, this is a great gift for any of them. Uh, the bath bombs, parfaits, they've been huge hits also. Uh, for the men, uh, the shower gels have been awesome. I use them myself daily and can't say enough about it. Uh, but the number one thing here that I, I see is your girlfriend. You're in the doghouse. Well, finally, we have a way out, guys. This is the way out. So try this, Lavender Lines Bath and Body, and thank me later. LavenderLinesBathAndBody.com. And you can also see the, uh, the website in the uh, description for the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us live on the air. My pleasure. One nation under God has turned into one nation under the influence of one drug. Television, the drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation on television. The drug of a nation, breeding ignorance and feeding radiation. TV, it's satellite links. Our United States of Unconsciousness. Apathetic, therapeutic, and extremely addictive. The methadone metronome, pumping out 150 channels 24 hours a day. Hello, everybody. This is the One Recovery Radio Network, and this is the Big Things by Nine podcast. My name is Keith, and I have Andrew with me. How are you, Andrew? I am doing great. It's great to see you. You got a haircut. You got your beard yeah. trimmed up. Like, man. I got it, I got it all going on. You're, a, you're as fly as it gets, dude. That's right, brother. <laughs> Looking good. Yeah. I hear you. All right, well, um, something. For having me again. Yes, of course. You know, you're part of this family, too. Yes. Even though you don't act like it sometimes, you still are. No. <laughs> you're still a li- liability, but we'll get that worked out. Oh, yeah. How much? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. But, um, hey, guys, so. Andrew brought up something before, and he wanted to talk about homelessness. Yes. And it's a um, in the problem of, of homelessness. Um, so when you hear the word homelessness, what pops in your head? Like describe it. Like, what's going on out like, there? Losing everything. And in the people that are out there, and what can we do, and what what should we not do? Well, we should not support them um, and give them money. Because you know where, because well, you know where it will go. That's the thing. Like it, you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, but it's hard. Because I've been homeless, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, being, I've actually asked for money, and I've had a lot of people give me a lot of money. Oh, and drugs. And it all went to drugs. So and so, yeah. I was gonna say, you know what I'm seeing, dude, and it's. What's always stuck out to me, people being homelessness, you know, they stay out of your way, they do their thing, you know. Um, 
Like, I had a guy come up to me today ask me, like, can I have 75 cents? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I don't have 75 cents. You got a phone book in your pocket, you ain't got 75 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't tell him the truth. Well, you know but, what, that's okay. Um, no. uh, but I can't just give to every No, I mean, and that's... And ask me for 75 cents. And another I mean, thing is... Kinda, that's cheap, you know, getting... <laughs> if I'm gonna ask somebody, I'm asking for twenty bucks. You know, oh, yeah, no. seventy-five cents. Keep yeah. your change. You know, exactly. It's a waste of my time. Waste of your time. Um, so, something that kind of popped in my head today, and I've, I've been keeping an eye out. You know, I'm real, very observant when it comes to the homeless people, and you know, because I've, I've been out there, you've been out there, and you know, oh, I've, yeah. I've seen it. And uh, something that, but what really stands out to me are the people that are really, really sick. The ones that really struggle from mental health where you don't even know what to do with them. Exactly. Know? Well, there's one across the street right now. Yeah. And, uh, What's his name? Melvin? I heard his name the other day for the first time. You talking about the homeboy who yeah, the one that does the communist march up and down yeah, the sidewalk? It's out across the street right now with his cart. Just. Um, he, like, he yelled the other day. I heard him. Really? Say, just scream out. Just for no reason. Just yelled. Yeah, just yelling. I mean, and, uh, Rebecca didn't. Rebecca didn't know where to start with him, and Rebecca usually has that all figured out. You know, oh, I, I can figure out. I can know what to do. You think? Oh yeah, I just throw them in the treatment center. I mean, I mean, if they want to, you bring him to Epic. They're gonna have to make a, a separate place for him to be in. You know, like, yeah. you know, he'll just start eating people's food, not knowing like, like he's do? sick. You know, yeah, he, he he's sick. really sick, and mental health is. It's a well, big mental illness. It's a, is a big, you and, know. And, and yeah, and but mental health, you know, and, you know, addiction is part of that, you know, and that's only been recently where they've really been recognizing that. But, but um, it's just yeah. people like him. I just wonder, like, you know, what if one, what if one day, he's in his mind. What if he goes and does something stupid? Well, no, that's and, when and, I, it's a risk. When, and, and, and when I say stupid, I mean like. Like like like, saw, like, like Austin saw, I saw a guy the other day when he was like this, and he was he must, he must have been high as fuck, and he was just like with his hand over his eyes and trying he was trying to blind himself and trying to reach out for things and walking into this ap- apartment complex. They place walk out in the street, dude. Like the other the, day the, in the alley of this apartment place. Yeah, dude. It's and, uh, it's so grabbing stuff. Around and, and uh, like the police were out for him, looking for him. Did they get him? Yeah, I don't know if they did, but somebody probably called. Um, but yeah, but he was uh, just high. He looked. At, I think he was just high as fuck. The the, pr- the problem that that I, that I and see. The barricade, you know. Yeah. The problem I see though, Andrew, is yes. here's the deal. And this this is fucked up, but but you need to tell, give me a solution. Like, what can we do to change this? And, and and what I'm saying is, it seems like the bigger the crime, the more resources you have. Yeah, that's true. So I, you have to go either go bigger or go home. Huh? Exactly. So you got these people. You tell the cops about it. The cops are like, well, dude, what do you want me to do? You know, give them yeah. a trespassing ticket. I mean, now, dude, you can they can find heroin on you and they won't take you in now because it's a misdemeanor. No. You know, class, so class B or class A. It's, it's, it's an A. It's a big it's a, yeah. yeah. But it's the yeah, uh, never felony marks. Yeah. But it's it, but the thing is, it's not there, and and you know what happens? This jail gets filled up, 
and in, they're not taking they're not taking you know anything but felonies if that yeah you know so over and they get over the overcrowded release so when you get a guy like that all he's doing is he wastes our time he wastes the cops time he yeah. wastes the jail time because they're overcrowded and right. they throw him right back out of here he's out here the next day they something and saying they're sick and I mean some of them are really sick like I was dope sick when I got out of jail and I needed another fix you know so. but it's but people like that don't take them I, you can't just take somebody to uni I guess no you, you know, you get, there's a process, you know, like, yeah. but I think, like, if something like that's really that bad, I think the police should have the right to bring him to the hospital. Yeah. And then they can place right. him from there, then bring him to the UOB hospital, then they can send him over to uni. Yeah, that's what happened with me when I went down to the probation mm-hmm. office. I was in there high one day, and I was in <laughs> crisis, and I was so, so high. Yeah. I, 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 this guy quit his job, I think, because of me, because I was talking, like, Mark of the Beast. Oh, yeah. talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. People love And so, uh, yeah, so I, I had to go to the hospital. They sent me to the hospital. How many days were you in the hospital? Did you go to uni eventually? Or no, you were I, went, I went to the um, emergency room at uh, Murray. Oh, Murray. yeah. That, oh. Medical Center. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can. The LDS hospital up here. You could go. there. Yeah, you can detox to that one, but I thought I was on my way to prison or something because <laughs> they they took my needles and everything at the probation place. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, you know, but but I mean, I was I was really high on that. Yeah, and and another thing is people that are out there being stupid. I mean, you the system can be beat because oh, I yeah. I've beaten the system. I had the system beat for for a steady year. It was some dirty shit I pulled, but I did it. You know, it kept me and in my little crew together. You know, because I wasn't gonna let you know the girlfriend be out there alone. You know, right. you know, she did her thing, I did my thing, but you know, I, I pulled some shitty shit and I did it. And then when the cops knew that was that what I'd been doing, they kept fucking came and got me real quick. Didn't take them long. They're like, you motherfucker, you've been fooling us, saying you're this dude and you're not that dude. Yeah. I had a fool, dude. Had a fool. But, um, well, good stuff. Yeah, we're going to continue with this conversation in the next segment. So, uh, we'll, we actually have a couple of, uh, questions that we got off the website. So, we're going to pull those down and we'll be right back with that. Thanks, guys. back with the Big Things by Nine podcast. This is uh, Keith here, and I got Andrew with me. Um, okay, so we were talking about homelessness being on the streets, and uh, one thing that you brought up was about being complacent. Right. You, you get you get it? Explain, you explain point. that. You break that down if you can for me. Like, okay, being complacent? Yeah, the mindset of it with homelessness. Yeah, you just, you get comfortable being on the streets. Like, that's your, your family... Street street family becomes your regular your, family. Your regular family. Yeah. You don't really have a care in the world, and you just have to wake up every day and get your uh, fix. And, and and you're okay with that. And you're okay. I mean, yeah. you get to a point where you, you know it's a life. You know, this is 
all I have. And, and all you got to do is every day is just make sure that you got enough to get your dough. Yes, exactly. You know, you got to have the dough. You got to have the dough. You got to have the speed balls. You got to have the meth. You got to have the heroin. You got to have. I think I think that's what people don't really understand. Not homeless people. I'm talking about like just regular members of society. I think that's the one thing that they don't understand is why these people feel the way they feel. Why they're complacent. Did, did I really kind of break place it down? Oh yeah, no. I thought that that great great break it down. All right. I just think like, but your regular people out there, they they don't understand it. No. In their mind, is why the hell would they want to? not have a hot shower every night or, right. or whatever you know and it's it's it is fucking crazy it's, it's insanity you know it is insanity but you know it's just something that I don't know I just look back now you know another big big issue we're having right now yes. a big issue we're having right now is is the spice oh yeah the spice is... dude it is killing people dude the, the girls weigh like 90 pounds dude they're walking on freaking toothpick sized legs you know like like they're just itty bitty dude they sit there and argue with themselves in the bus stops well and yeah and screaming. on the spice I mean I had seizures yeah I did oh did you used to do it a lot or oh just, yeah I used to be a spice head were you so yeah you, really was that when you were doing heroin too or yeah, I would do everything she did everything huh yeah I did the spice the heroin the meth the crack when I could get some I don't want to give credit to like Crack cocaine, heroin, crystal meth, whatever. But I, I will give them credit. I, I, I will get the, give them credit because the drugs that I just named have—they've been doing studies on these drugs for years, forever, since the beginning of this ever started. You know, cocaine—they know what it is. They have lab rats, all that kind of shit. But the spice—they really can't get a grasp on it, you know, because they don't know what it is, right. and they change the ingredients in it to keep it keep it street legal. You know, like you, all the little head shops used to sell it. Oh yeah. How do they do it now? Now I think they have bigger manufacturers and they sell their jars straight to the people, right? Yeah, they come in that little um, bottle. Yeah. With the, with the lid on it, looks like a, you can put a camera film in it. It's a. It's a jar. It's a jar, jar bottle. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. People that do that $25 shit. Twenty-five dollars a pop. Yeah. For spice jar. And what do they pay? Twelve bucks for it? Probably. They double it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I mean Yeah, and that threw me into seizures really bad. Oh yeah, dude. I mean it's I'd like, like to I, I look back to like my days of being an addict, dealing whatever it whatever else I used to do out there. Mm-hmm. But I look back on it and I would always say the people with spice who did that every day. I, I would be like, man, I give them credit because I, if there's one thing I'm mad enough to handle, it's that shit over there. Because yeah. I can't do it. The couple times they did it, fuck that, dude. It's bad. I'm not ever going back to that. Like, I'll never. Like, you know, there's there's two things that no matter what would happen, but there's two drugs out there that I would never, ever, ever do again under any, any circumstances. Spice and alcohol. Yeah. Me either. Because... I had to make sure I was on the ground with a spice, you know. Can't you? One or two hits, so I had to make sure I was sitting on the ground. Before you even did it. Before you even did it. How long would you be out for? Oh. That's when you get robbed and shit? Like, yeah, it was steal from me. This phone right next to me right now? Uh-huh. Would be gone. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you can't leave it out. Oh no. I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't steal a phone from a dumb spice addict with it laying on the grass, you know? Shouldn't have spoke spice. I'm a heroin junkie, so it's like I'm not any better than you are, but you know what? Heroin junkies don't leave their shit sitting all over the place. No, they don't. Yeah, it's it's crazy, dude. Speaking of that, I mean, some of the smartest people I know. And I'm very smart. Yeah, no, you're definitely intelligent. Some of the smartest people I know. They were heroin addicts, not alcoholics, not tweakers, straight heroin addicts. Yeah. Um, but I, I've done oh, every drug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't? You know, I, I have, yeah. too. But, so, I want to talk about my friend Nate that I lost years ago. Um, Nate was a, uh, he's my best friend. He was Army 82nd Airborne. Okay. Um, he was an 11 Bravo uh, infantry. Just blew up shit. Um, Nate... When we first started hanging out, he was obviously he was doing heroin. He, his kid's been taken away from him with his ex-wife, yada yada yada. But it all started because he was ripping off her. His his wife's dad owned the company that he was a CFO of, and he was paying for heroin out of the petty cash. And he eventually one day went and sat down with him. He said, "Listen, I've been robbing you, but came clean." Yeah. And that really ruined his life. And so Nate and I, mm-hmm. Nate and I, you know, he, we moved in together. He was living with me down in 7200. Yes. And Nate was probably, hands down, one of the most intelligent people that had street sense that I've ever, that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, Nate, he knew what was going on. And I remember Nate. One night he was we, were, we had a lot of late night chats, right. and Nate would tell me he's like Keith he's like God understands us, and because I was asking like why are we the way we are you know how could God do that to us and Nate's like Keith you know God understands the addicts, and I asked him I said well why he's like because nobody else does yeah if there's if there's ever anything that can't be understood God knows, and he's like Keith. He knows we're here, and he knows we demand extra special attention because when we're high, we're as high as anyone. When we're low, we are low on the fucking ground, you know. And and he he told me that two weeks before he committed suicide. And during those two weeks, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too into it, but during those two weeks, like he really uh, enlightened me. We would talk every night, whatever, and then. I was just wondering, like, why is he telling me all this stuff now? Right before he... Well, Walker Center, right down there, right down the street. He went where? The top of the Walker Center. Oh, really? Jumped off? Yep. When when these 82nd Ever guys, when they jump out of planes, a lot of times they'll jump up and go back with their head going down first. Yeah. He jumped like he was jumping out of a plane. Oh, it reminded him of the military. And, and, and uh, his head detached from his body. Instantly, when he hit the ground. Wow. Um, I've seen I've seen people like you know like want to jump like that in the library. There was this one guy. Oh yeah. It's suicide. Yeah, it, but it was just with 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 Nate. It's it was about six weeks out six weeks afterwards. I was down I was downtown over by Galvin Plaza, and this dude and his wife come up to me in this in this group. Like, You're Keith, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you were Nate's best friend, right? And I said, yeah. 
and she's like, well, this is, I think his name is Ken, her husband. Uh, he was the medical examiner for names, who would have a name. And me and him started talking, and he goes, Keith, in all my years of doing, of doing this, yeah. I have never, ever seen something is awful is what I saw with Nate and the head his head popped off it wasn't even his body was was in the gutter his head popped about when, when, he, when he hit the ground yeah. his head hit the ground first and just attached from the body oh my god so they yeah he knew what he was doing yeah you know I mean because when you're going down, you're going down head first, you know, when you're jumping out of a plane. And it was awful, and, you know, we... Uh, we were some, sorry like, for your loss. Yeah, yeah. But some, some people, there were some people that I was with in my, in my crew yeah. that... This happened when you were on the... Well, yeah, when I was out running around being dumb shit, hell yeah. And, but we had, we, we had a place down, but we had a place, we lived in Midvale, down on okay. 72 in, like, 9th East by the Maverick. Down there, yeah, and uh, dude, we had a house. Like everything was going good, you know, and like it was, we had our little circle hanging out there, and and uh, Nate, just he was loved. Everybody loved him, and he, and he had. I I asked I asked him what was the hardest thing he ever had to go through, and be in the military. He told me a lot of shit, a lot of shit I'll never say, but yeah. but there were some things that he did tell me um, that. I said, what's the one thing that that pops in your head when you're trying to sleep at night? And so the Humvees, they have the big, what, the M16s or whatever yeah. on them. Well, you can share me the rest of the night with your mom, brother. What's that? Yeah. You can later. Yeah, I'm, real quick, I'm just, I'm just going to finish up real quick. I don't want to talk too much about it. But but he was he was in Iraq, and he had the, the big M16, whatever it was, and there was a car coming at him like full speed 67 miles an hour he issued a warning shot didn't move gets close enough you gotta spray it yeah. didn't show any sign of movement sprayed it down car stopped ran no pole the dude in the dude in that uh, in that truck or that car was um, he fell asleep at the wheel and Nate had to go with his with his commander to this guy's house outside of Baghdad and tell the guy's wife that I killed your husband. Wow. And it was, a, and it was an accident. And Nate had two girls, two daughters back here in, in California. And when he knocked on the door, two, do- two girls, his daughters, answered the door. And I, I think from that he never recovered. That was an image he couldn't get out of his head. Yeah, so, a lot of, a lot of images. Yeah, I mean, the military people have to go through it. So the shit they put them traumatic. through, dude. Yeah, and they're some of, some some of the best people I know, you know. Oh, yeah. But but um, anything else you want to add? You know, I kind of took uh, took that over, but you know, I know you want to wrap it up. So uh, sure. What else you want to? Anything else? No, those homeless people just need to get their stuff together. Yeah. And you know, I'm, real, I'm, real. Here, I'm here to help them, but you only can help them so much, you know. And it's tough. Like, remember the like, whole firewood fiasco? Remember how mad I was? 
Yeah. How about certain people online never getting firewood to give to homeless people at camps oh, yeah. downtown Salt Lake? So like, be, so they can, what, smoke their bubble and do their, yeah. like, what the fuck was that? Like, it's enabling. Going, yeah, dude. And that's the, that's the big thing that people don't really see is they don't realize what, what they're doing. When you give somebody a hundred bucks, sorry, but that's going to dope. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, we'll get more into that, you know, on our next podcast. But um, for now, wrap it up. Hope everybody is doing well. We're doing well. Uh, tomorrow's hump day. Yes, it is. We're almost there. So, uh, for everyone out there, you know, we, we hear you, we know you're there, just know that we, we, we love you. Yes. We, we all love you. And if there's anything we can do, um, let us know, let us know. Cause we are, you can go on our, our Twitter, uh, things nine, or you can go, uh, send us an email at, at random.recovery at outlook.com or random.recovery at outlook.com. Or on Facebook, Facebook, on Facebook Messenger, yeah. we're under Big Things by Nine, and we also have our page on Facebook, Big Things by Nine. Um, and you can send me uh, an email with Drury0983 uh, at gmail.com. Yeah, perfect. You send if you the, the main our main email is is Big Things underscore Nine spelled out Big Things underscore Nine spelled out at outlook.com. Uh, you know we'll both see that. So yes. But, um, hey, I hope everybody has a great rest, rest of their week. Uh, we, we will be back on, uh, on Thursday. So until then, uh, wish you the best and uh, have a good week. You too.